Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, sometimes knitting, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 63. Happy New Year! Wow, it is so good to be back. I took a little bit of a an extra week here because my normal podcast day would have been my very last day of a two-week vacation from work, and um, I just wanted to enjoy, enjoy that last day, and uh, and it was great. I haven't taken vacation in a long time. It's a little hard to do sometimes when you're self-employed, but uh, and I have people, you know, who are, I have to provide a certain level of, uh, you know, work for people on a monthly basis, but I was able to work ahead, and it was so good. We did... Um, Pretty much everybody took a, a pretty a long vacation. My husband was off. The boys were off school. Chloe took a week off, so it was good. We went on a really nice hike out in Ojai. We did some long bike rides and, um, you know, just uh, played games, card games, board games. It was, it was very nice. And it was one of those vacations where I felt um, I had plenty of time to just relax, read, watch my shows, do my hand sewing things like that, but also um, a little bit uh, productive. I'll kind of talk about that at the end of the podcast with the homemaking section. So um, what else happened? <laughs> it's my son, my youngest son, his senior year. And um, we did a thing. It's going to be the weirdest yearbook ever because, you know, there are no real clubs or sports meeting in normal ways. I think there might be some sports going on. I'm not 100% sure. But um, they they were put out this call for pictures for the yearbook. So um, my son is in this um, really great situation where he's been friends w- with the same group of people since elementary school. And so some of us moms dug up old pictures from when they were in, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third grade, even in even middle school and we recreated some of those pictures with them now which was a little tricky because we're in the middle of a pandemic but um one of the moms made them all masks that um she did this iron-on thing that said class of 2021 and so they all wore masks and um so and you know we try to keep things as distance as possible but so you know it's a very very pandemic (laughs) (laughs) photographs but it was really fun to see them um you know how they've changed over the years so that was that was pretty fun but perhaps one of the best things that came out of the fact that one of these moms made masks is that I found out that there are better ear loops on the market now and I've been wondering about that because I did buy a um, box of disposable masks from Costco and I put a like a 10 pack in every car um glove box just because there's been situations where we have forgotten to bring masks places you know like even just popping to the grocery store and you're like oh no I don't have a mask I gotta go back home so I've got some disposable ones in there and that happened to me and I had never worn the disposable like the blue surgical mask kind of is what I'm talking about um again my youngest son has uh told me that they are so much easier to breathe through than the fabric mask he's like I'm sorry mom I know you made masks but I really prefer this one and he used to he was a lifeguard at a country club and he would have to wear a mask for eight hours and you know he just really preferred those for those days so I tried one of those masks and I was like you know what he's right they are so much easier to breathe through and more than that they have these soft 
um, ear loops, you know, I, I have this problem about masks not fitting different people's faces, but, you know, these surgical masks, people don't seem to have that problem. I think the masks are a little bit smaller on the face. They don't, they're not as wide as across as I was making them. And then they have this soft elastic that's more like, um, I don't even know, it's, it's, a, it's a tube and it's almost like it's made of, kind of like the t-shirt thing, but I now know that if you make ear loops out of stretchy t-shirt, um, you know, t-shirt yarn, it stretches out and they will become too big and then you got to have to start knotting them. But anyways, so I was like, I need to look on Amazon for this kind of um, ear loop. And I had kind of, a, you know, that was like a, a thing I was supposed to do and I kept forgetting about it. But then when this mom made these masks and they are so comfortable, I'm like, okay. So I went and did a search and I was able to buy, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and I was able to buy a set that has um, half black, half white ones, and they come, not only are they that soft, really nice soft elastic, elastic, but they have a little plastic thing that makes them adjustable. So it just, it's so nice. So this week I went through um, and cut the elastic off of a bunch of masks that weren't working anymore. I've actually had two of the quarter inch elastic. I've had two masks break, um, just the elastic just frayed and broke. So I I cut the elastic off those and I cut the elastic off the ones that I really hated, which was the first masks I made, which were that really super skinny round elastic. I mean, I don't know, like 16th of an inch or something. And, um, and that stuff was really stretching out. It was, you know, we hang these out to dry in the sun after we wash them and, I, and sometimes they stay out there for a while. So I have a feeling maybe the sun has, you know, compromised the elastic. So anyways, I cut them off and I just sewed them like, so the, 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 um, ear loops don't aren't even tucked inside between layers of the mask I just sewed them to the inside and they're so soft you you can't even feel them and I am so much happier with our masks um I just I was really hating them and uh, and they're so much better so I will put a link in the show notes but I'm so glad that they have come out with better elastic all right enough about masks let's get this podcast going but first I'd like to thank the fat quarter shop for sponsoring the podcast The Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop show for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and even cross-stitch supplies. Join the Fat Quarter Shop and Moda Fabrics as they sew the Serendipity Quilt benefiting Make-A-Wish Central and South Texas. This organization grants the wishes of children with life-threatening medical conditions to enrich them with hope, strength, and joy. Serendipity is a row quilt of sampler blocks that simply fall into place. This beautiful quilt features Spring Brook by Corey Yoder from Moda Fabrics. We encourage you to donate just $5 for the use of each free serendipity pattern. The Fat Quarter Shop and Moda will match donations up to $30,000. It's an absolutely gorgeous quilt for a great cause, and I will put a link in the show notes. All right, let's talk quilting. What have you guys been up to? Uh, my quilting life, I want to say is a little boring, but it's not. It's just that I have been working on the hand-pieced quilt along quilt, which will be revealed on January 25th. Um, but I will tell you, if you happen to listen to this podcast on the day it comes out, um, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to do a little teaser that uh, kind of reveals the fabrics that we're working with. And I will just tell you right now, if you promise not to tell anybody, that I have been working with a semi-solid called Thatched by Robin Pickens, um, which is kind of fun. She's a, a fabric designer that is local to me. And we actually had plans to meet for coffee before um, the pandemic hit. 
So anyways, um, I am loving, you know, I've talked about that I hadn't really made a, a solids quilt, but then I did um, the Rooftop Wonders and then, um, oh, what was that other? Then I did that more modern quilt that the name is escaping me right now. So like, I'm really, I'm doing more of this modern stuff, which I am really enjoying. So it's gorgeous fabric. It's very nice to work with from Moda. And um, so, yeah, you might want to pop over to the blog and I will probably, I don't know if I'll put a link in the show notes because it's a blog post that comes out tomorrow. Um, but but yeah, just absolutely adoring that kind of semi-solid. If solids are a little hard for you, like they a little bit are for me, um, just because it just seems like there needs to be more going on with the fabric um, than the semi-solid uh, that sort of reads a solid is, um, is a really nice way to go. The other thing that I've been really enjoying is um, I, ha- I got a daylight halo glow light and i will put a link in the show notes Did i say halo glow halo go and it is a tabletop lamp that is rechargeable so you can move it all over the place because you just charge it up and so you don't have to be near a plug which is really kind of crucial for me because i hand piece all over the house and we kind of have terrible lighting in this house because for the most part i like a little bit of low light, <laughs> you know, for ambiance purposes, but it's not so great to do handwork by. So I scooch my chair right up to the, to the light sometimes. And, you know, it's, it's not a great situation. So now I have this chair that I commonly hand piece in. Although last night I just sat at my desk and spread all out. And I use this light in both these scenarios where I put that, um, light on the like the end table next to me in my chair and it has a really um flexible neck i mean you can just you can cantilever it out at a really nice angle and you can just get it exactly where you want it and when i was working at my desks here's the really super cool thing is that it has a little flip top and there is a magnifying glass that's oh i don't know like maybe four inches in diameter and so um as I was sitting at my desk last night, I was I was stitching, looking through the um, magnifying glass, which just makes everything so clear and gave me a just really close up view of how terrible my cuticles look right now. <laughs> that was the most distracting thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you need to give yourself a manicure, girl. Um, or if I just look at them like with my normal eyes right now, I mean, they don't look great, but they don't look terrible but under a magnifying glass but anyways it for you know when you get to a a certain age um being able to see in dim light and small close work it it gets challenging and so this is a a super cool lamp that you can just move all over to wherever you need it i might just keep it on my desk um the where i i work um during the day is in our front room which never gets any direct sunlight it's always a little dark and which I don't like because I really love the back of our house is just lots of natural light but um, I might keep that on my desks you know for certain times of the day especially as it starts to get dark in the afternoon so anyways I will put a link in the show notes to it super great so yeah I don't have a lot of new projects to talk about I am thinking about what, what my next projects will be once I finish the handpiece quilts along but honestly hand piecing takes a while so it's going to be a bit so the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is I got um, some books and goodies from CNT Publishing, and there's a few that I really want to talk about. The first one being, they sent a pack of quilty pencils, and these are so cute. They have um, every pencil has um, like a, a style of quilt block on it, and these little quilty sayings like. Um, 
It's so much better with friends, S-E-W. Don't quit, quilt instead. Nestle, your, nestle with your seams. Quilt today, quilt tomorrow. A quilted day keeps the doctor away. Just like cute little sayings like that. So um, I haven't sharpened one yet, but I'm going to today. And I just wanted to bring this up because um, CNT has just had so many cute little, um, not just books, which I think of CNT publishing being books, you know, stash books and things like that. But they've got tote bags and zipper pouches and so many cute things. So this, if you are like doing a swap or just you want um, a gift for a quilty friend, I think these quilty pencils are adorable and just like perfect for that. Um, the next book I want to talk about is called So Home in the Kitchen by Abigail American Bennett. What a great name. And um, this is a, it's a great book. Now, I used to have a series on my blog called Handmade Home. And so often as I'm just doing things throughout the day, I think, oh, I need to make some more like quilted um you know, like things, you know, dish drainers, you know, something. we wash, hand wash a lot of dishes and I just use old towels, but it'd be so much cuter if I, you know, um, made some things with a little quilted top. And I have a few, but they're too small. But I just love little quilted things around the house, you know, table toppers, things like that. And so this book is full of those things and would be also so appropriate if you knew somebody who wanted to um, get started sewing. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people start sewing with clothes and I have tried to point out to a few people that starting with a quilt, even though people think that it seems harder, is so much easier because it's flat. It's, you know, not three-dimensional. But um, little things for the kitchen, they are quick projects, quick wins, and you use them all the time. So they, they feel very functional. So um, there's, I wanted to go through a few of the, the um, projects here are things like, you know, pot holders, a tea cozy, trivet, a bowl cozy, you know, like when you're taking that bowl of soup out of the, the microwave, um, placemats, table runners, coasters, like um, like a beer cozy, um, you know, all snack bags, coffee cozy, thing, just things like that, just like really fun, um, quick projects that, that you'll find super useful. So again, that's called Sew Home in the Kitchen. And I won't talk a lot about this because I've talked about it in other episodes, but I finally got my hands on the Harriet's Journey, which is the quilt from the Circle of Quilters book by Jennifer Cheverini. And I'm holding it in my hands here. And it's a very nicely done book with like a hundred blocks. And in the back, they have a gallery of different ways, um, like different versions of the quilt, like the whole quilt with sort of reproduction fabrics, a... Um, modern version that's like that's just made with green and lots of white space where you they just you know uh, did a selection of like maybe 12 blocks um, a very modern version that's in solids um, that's more like in primary colors or actually more like secondary colors super cool um, table runners um, more florals, um, a blue and green version, where again, where you don't do the 100 blocks, you just kind of figure out how many you want to do. And there are um, the applique pieces and foundation paper piecing patterns in the back. So anyways, I am definitely going to um, make at least a, a, a sampler from, from these blocks. It would be a great hand piecing um, project, but also machine piecing. So I'm super excited about that. I just paused and took a drink of tea, which reminds me every single time that I forget to talk about my cup of tea. I got some really nice teas for Christmas. Um, what I'm drinking right now is the Harney and Sons 
dragon jasmine pearls. That might not be the exact name. It's those three words in perhaps a slightly different order. <laughs> Maybe it's a dragon jasmine pearls or jasmine, you know, one of those things. Super good. The jasmine tea is, it's a green tea and it's delicious. This particular one, every tea leaf is rolled into a tiny little ball. And um, I, I got the tea bag sachets, which are just loose leaf tea and a very nice quality tea bag. And if you actually just buy the loose leaf and you put it in something like the Tivana Perfect Tea Maker, you can watch each of the little um, balls unfurl as it steeps, which is really fun. So anyways, um, the other fun thing that um, creativity wise that I've been doing is after Christmas, I bought my daughter and I adult paint by number sets. Did you know this was a thing? They're kind of popular right now. I think they've gained popular popularity during the pandemic, but you can buy these very realistic looking scenes as paint by numbers. Um, I'm kind of regretting the one that I picked. I'll put a link in the show notes with a picture in Chloe's too. So they're both still lifes with flowers. Mine is like a, a pink flower in a clear mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've gone through, I've done like the first four numbers, uh, you know, like one, two, three, four uh, of the paint by number kit, which has all been basically just various shades of off-white or gray. So it hasn't been super fun yet. And mine is very, very detailed. Some of the, the spots that you paint are very small. And I think they're going to take more than one coat um, to even cover the number. But um I don't know. It, it will probably look terrible, but, it, but if you just look at the picture on Amazon for it, you're just like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. And Chloe's doing one that's a sunflower. So she's um, she's already moved on to uh, various greens, which has been fun. So I think we're going to do that this afternoon. My plan is to make us a couple of lattes and spend some time painting. And the reason I'm making lattes is because I got Chloe a milk frother for Christmas and life will never be the same. Now we have gone through many of those little stick frothers, you know, they cost, you know, like $10 or less and they, they just, they die, they get bent out of shape or whatever. This is like a little pitcher that you just put some milk in and you press a button and it just frosts the milk for you. It also, you can froth cold milk, you can heat up milk by just stirring and not froth it, like to make something like um, hot chocolate. But I just get the milk going and then just make the rest of my latte, which I uh, do the, the um, espresso part using um, an AeroPress, which is like $25, makes a very, it's a, it's a manual process, but it makes a very nice espresso. And so, you know, like we've got this really inexpensive, you know, I don't have a big espresso maker with a milk steamer and all that. I've got these two, um, you know, lower end things, but man, do they make a really good coffee at home. So I'll put some links in the show notes if you want to look at the AeroPress. And um, I lost a somewhere along the line, I lost a piece of the AeroPress and it turns out that you can buy replacement pieces really easily. So that has turned out to be really, a really good thing. So yeah, adult paint by numbers. Who knew? Not me. Um, Chloe also did a lot of cross-stitch and um, started knitting again over the Christmas break. So that's been kind of fun. Let's move on to books. Um, I've been mostly doing audio books right now um, because I've been doing a lot of hand sewing. And I finished The Lost Quilter by Jennifer Cheverini, which is... Um, one of the historical novels, I talked about it last episode, about a runaway um, slave 
and um, how the quilting kind of fit into that. And, and she was helped, and I think it was in a previous book even, um, by the, the ancestors of people who, who were living at the Elk Elm Creek Manor. So The Lost Quilter, I, I finished that book up while I was putting away Christmas, and uh, that was very enjoyable. And then I ended up linking my library card um, a different library card up to Libby, which is the little app that you can use to not only do audiobooks from libraries, but also just ebooks from libraries. Um, I have, I think, four or five library cards, but one of them was not linked up, and it's a really nice library around here called the Thousand Oaks Library, which, FYI, Jennifer Cheverini used to work at. And um, so once I got access to that, I started looking for, don't laugh, Louise Penny books, the Inspector Gamache books that the library that I usually listen to them from, they don't have every one of them. So I'm like, oh, which ones have I not heard twice before? And I found they only sadly had one and it's called um, Nature of the Beast. And I've been listening to that one. And it's um, what's kind of cool is at the beginning, there's a, um, a little message from Louise Penny and the the, the audio, the reader is so good on these books. And I guess the original reader died and she, they, she, they'd become personal friends with Louise Penny. And so then she's introducing the new reader who is from Downton Abbey. And I never realized that. I knew there was two readers. I just didn't really know who did what. But he is, I've already forgotten what his name is, but he is the um, the older guy that um, Lady Edith has a relationship with. And um, so anyway, so he's a very good reader too. So I've been really enjoying that. It's a very good book. And um, so I'm getting my little Three Pines um, fix. You know, in a previous episode, I talked about the podcast Out of the Ordinary, where they devoted a whole episode to their love of Inspector Gamache books. And I saw at Christmas time that one of the... um, the host of that show, uh, a listener had sent to her this little, this necklace that um, kind of looks like it's pewter and it has three pine trees on it. And someone had sent it to her and I almost went and bought myself one. Actually, I don't think it's pewter. I think it's sort of a, a cheaper metal because it actually went on sale for six ninety five, And I was like, maybe I should buy myself this. I ultimately didn't, but I thought, how cute, a three pines, a three pines necklace. So um, I do need to dig out a paper book because I'm, I'm reading, um, you know, like just even rereading books on my iPad before I go to bed. And I should know better. I know that I sleep better if I read a paper book before bed. So I need to, to dig out one of those. So let's um, now let's move on to shows. I have been watching a lot of TVs. Matter of fact, my family kind of called me on the fact that I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been doing a lot of hand sewing, which means I'm watching TV. Um, but then, you know, I get into shows and then I just watch them without doing anything constructive. But the first show I want to talk about is called Janet King. It's on Acorn. I think I mentioned it last episode, but I might have called it something wrong. But it's um, it stars um, the same person who is from A Place to Call Home. Her name's like, I've already forgotten, Marta Duselhoff or something like that. And um, she's amazing. So Janet King is, um, it's, a, it's a lawyer show think The Good Wife. If you liked The Good Wife, you will like it. <laughs> so there's a lot of, you know, investigation. Um, so there's, you know, some police things. And But the fun part about this is that it's in Australia. And so they're, 
um, legal system is a little different than um, the way we have it in the U.S. For instance, the judge and the um, prosecutors wear wigs and robes and things like that, which is which is kind of fun. Um, the barrist that would be the barristers wear wigs, and then solicitors are um, also a lawyer, but they're like a they they don't argue in court. They're kind of like your your backup um, person that's you know you've worked on with the case. So there, you've learned like there's this difference. I've never really understood the difference between barrister and solicitor before. So anyways, it's like, I don't know, like three seasons, um, focusing mostly on this character, Janet King, but it's a total ensemble cast. And then um, as I was looking into that, I found out that it was a spinoff show from um, a different show called Crownies, which was only around for one season. It was a bit of a longer season. So I'm watching that now and it is basically the same cast so this has been very interesting because crownies um because the prosecutors the the barristers for it's like the if you're in the u.s it's you know just like a a public prosecutor that's the crown um and they um it's a way more trashy tv show (laughs) and it's funny because i guess it didn't do that well so they decided to spin off one character and keep 95 percent of the cast the same but just make it i think a more serious um you know i don't want it's not a police procedural it's a lawyer you know la law (laughs) a lawyer procedural so anyways that's been really fun and i've really enjoyed those um i haven't quite finished crownies and i'm slowing down on that because it really is it's it's quite a bit more trashy a reader also recommended George Gently, um, also on Acorn, and that is um, that's more of your your detective show. Think um, Midsummer Murder, not Midsummer Murder so much, um, but you know Foils War, Endeavor, you know that kind of a thing. Um, and I have only watched an episode or two of that, but that is definitely on my list. I'm going to watch those. So those are my fun acorn shows. We also forked over our, um, I don't know, what was it? $7 to Disney plus so that we could watch the new season of the Mandalorian, which, um, I enjoyed not as much as the first season. I mean, it's just, it's worth the $7 just to see baby Yoda. (laughs) I can tell you every single time there's a scene with baby Yoda, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, he's so cute. So, um, that was okay, not great. Um, but while we've got Disney Plus, we've watched a couple of other things. I'd, I'd kind of like to rewatch Hamilton. Um, we watched the new Pixar movie called Soul, and um, I have to say, it was really good. I cried at the end. <laughs> so um, whether or not you have kids, you know, we, my, my kids have seen all the Pixar movies, so um, it's, it was just fun, even though they're all adults now. It's fun to, to watch those kinds of things with them. So that was fun. And then the other night, we watched Psych 2, which is this... I didn't even know there was a second Psych movie. It was hilariously terrible. It is a terrible, terrible movie. So not worth getting Disney Plus for. But, oh my gosh, it was um, it was funny, but really dumb. And um, and then the last thing is we finally finished up, I think on New Year's maybe, Um the Lord of the Rings series we watched beginning to end, which is like maybe like a 12-hour commitment or something, the entire extended Lord of the Rings series. So that's that's been kind of fun. Um, so, it's, you know, we had a lot of time in our hands because of the vacations, and so that's kind of slowing down now. But it was uh, fun while it lasted. So let's move on to, this is often the homemaking section, but also just about habits and productivity and living a better life. And so during the... Um, my little vacation, I made a couple decisions. 
I took the Facebook app off of my phone and tablet, which means that I can look at Facebook if I sit down at my computer, which I was not doing a lot of while I was on vacation. And then I eventually took the Instagram app off of those as well. And um, I found out that I didn't miss them. And I have gone on both platforms um, at my computer and you know, well, you know, I've done a few posts in the Simple Handmade Every Day, which I've not been doing as much of because I was just kind of, you know, seeing what this felt like. And I don't mind, I, I would like to be better about posting in Simple Handmade Every Day um, in our private Facebook group. And I encourage you guys to post, you know, what you're working on and things like that without, you know, like me starting prompt. Feel free to post all kinds of what you're reading, watching, sewing, knitting, whatever, you know, go ahead. It's your group too. Um, but so I, I, if I'm fine with sitting down and doing a, you know, a well-considered post and then getting off um, and then just popping in every once in a while to, you know, interact with you guys and engage as you guys are posting the things you're working on or reading or whatever. But um, I stopped scrolling. I, I decided to, um, as I, I did a little graphic, a, to read more and scroll less. And it was kind of interesting that, you know, when you don't have Facebook or Instagram on your phone, like I would pick up my phone out of habit and realize there was nothing for me to do. The only thing I can do is read news and that gets old really fast. Like there's there's nothing entertaining about this phone right now. So I can just set it down and then go pick up a book instead. And that has been so life giving to me lately. So um. I fully intended to put Instagram back on my phone and I haven't, and I haven't really missed it. Um, I, I'm sure that I'll go back to it, but sometimes just there's too much input and we, when you have too much input, it can be inspiring. I have no regrets about, you know, I've been inspired and, and I've, um, purchased and made um, different kind of quilts from being inspired by people online. So it's, it's a good thing. But at some point, um, you need to be able to think your own thoughts. Even my, my son said to me one day that I need to stop listening to things all the time because I realize that I don't have any original thoughts when all I'm getting is input. And, I, and I'm very guilty of that too. It's so easy to, when you're cleaning or folding laundry or whatever, to always be listening to something. And um, I, I personally think that that's why people get good ideas in the shower is because it's your brain has time to do something, you know, to, to create it there, you know, their own thoughts. And honestly, I'm not that great about even posting on those platforms. It was mostly me just scrolling and looking. So I don't think anybody's really missing me there. Um, but I'm, I'm just kind of feeling better. I also, um, took some time to unsubscribe in my, uh, in my email to, you know, are you one of these people you get up and you've gotten, you know, between eight and 20 emails, uh, you know, from people who are trying to sell you things? I have unsubscribed from virtually all of those. And so I can wake up and have almost no new emails in my inbox. And that feels really good. And I also took some time to get all the way to inbox zero. <laughs> and I don't keep a lot of stuff in my inbox. I'm very good at just deleting, deleting, deleting. Um, I don't like ha having anything like unread in there. And so, but I don't always get all the way to inbox zero. And that felt really good. And just like a, a really fresh start to the new year. I also spent some time going through my power sheets and, and kind of figuring out what I want to do this year. And do you do a word of the year? I think that's, it's a very popular thing to do. Um, and I did pick a word and it is consistent. There's a quote that I 
Red, and I'm going to get it wrong. It was probably a James Clear from Atomic Habits um, that's like everything you ever want is on the other side of consistency. And I think that is so true. I stop and bail out on so many things. I mean, I get a lot done too, but I could be more focused. Um, and so the first thing that I really want to be consistent on is a strength training program. Um, I had a, a doctor's appointment, a telehealth near the end of the year, um, because I, I do, I have to stay on top of those things. I'm a 18 year breast cancer survivor. And I had my ovaries out when I was 37, cause I have the breast cancer gene. And um, besides breast cancer, you're at a very high risk for ovarian cancer, which put me into surgical menopause at 37, which let's be honest, really sucks. So all the bad things that happened to you in your fifties, where you put on weight around your middle and, and um, your bones health is it in, Jeopardy, things like that. That all has been happening to me since I was 37. And um, so I've been fighting um, the bone density thing for a while, you know, like losing bone density. And I should, you know, I know in my head, I think I've said it before in this podcast, I should do strength training like it's medicine, but I don't because I hate it. And um, so I got the news that I am just so borderline. Um, you know, borderline to osteoporosis right now. So I started a strength training routine and that is my number one habit for this year. If I do nothing else, if I don't lose another pound, if I don't whatever, you know, keep up my homemaking routines, uh, read more, whatever the, the goals may be. The one thing that I want to come out of this year is with a solid exercise routine, a solid strength training routine with weights. And, um, to that end, uh, my friend Francis turned me on to this YouTube YouTuber named Paula B. P-A-H-L-A in the letter B. I'll put a link in the show notes, but she is a, you know, fifth, she's like 50 years old and she um, has all these exercise videos and she has a lot of the, um, you know, you can just follow her every day if you want to, but she has a lot of like walk and run in place, um, like inside your home kind of videos. I think Leslie Sandstone is like that too, where if you're not in a place where you can walk outside, you can do these routines and she just talks to you the whole time you're walking. I don't do any of those cause I live in Southern California and I would rather get outside, but she has, um, weight routines and they're about, um, 20, 25 minutes and they are fantastic. I, and I'm really enjoying them. And I even got started on them. I want to do them three times a week, which is more ambitious. Usually when I get, you know, go with strength training and I've tried this a gazillion times, I'm just like, I'll start with two times a week. And then when I'm good with that, I'll move to three times a week. But these are really, they're enjoyable. They are work, but they're not um, like really hard. They're not really heavy weights, but you can, um, I'm using anywhere between five and 10 pound hand weights. And as I get stronger, I'll stick more with the 10 pounds and then who knows, then we have some other weights I could go up to. That seems like a long time away, but I basically need somebody to tell me what I'm doing and how long to do it because I will work harder if someone is counting it out for me or timing it for me, I will give, I'm just, I'm really too easy on myself. So what following the videos is, is very nice. And she talks to you the whole time. <laughs> and I mean, if once you get used to it, I think I've created a playlist of about 12 of the videos. I went through her channel and made a playlist of all the, just the weight ones. And I just go into the garage and where we have the weights and I just, I do, do my thing. And there's a lot of, it's not just strength. She, you're, it's a standing workout. So you're not up and down off the floor or anything, which is why I can do it in the garage. But 
there are, um, she does a lot of balance work and a lot of sort of a little bit like compound moves where you are lifting with one hand over your head and the other foot out to the side and then the opposite side. So I, I think it's also actually really good for your brain because you're kind of like figuring things out. So you are working on your balance, you're working on brain health, you're working on building muscle and strong bones. It's just like, to me, it's the, it's the perfect kind of workout and I don't dread it. And I don't exactly know why. I mean, I don't like look forward to it, but I don't dread it and I can tell that I've worked. So anyways, Paula B, um, she also has a podcast called Fitness Matters that I've listened to many episodes. Um, So you might want to check that out. It's just like a really nice way if you are, you know, like 50 or older, um, it's, you know, it's it's not the, like you're jumping up and down and all those kinds of things that you might want to do in your 20s and 30s. It's like, it's fitness for the, the, where we are in life, if, if you are at that point in your life. So I tried not to let all my healthy habits go uh, during my break, but um, you know, it does always feel like the beginning of the year, you want to just kind of, you know, double down on some things. So I'm back to intermittent fasting. Um, Again, if you have read The Obesity Code by Jason Fung, he also has a great YouTube channel about the benefits of uh, intermittent fasting. Um, as you get older, I've got my husband doing it now too. I've got I've got a bunch of people doing it, and it is a it's very easy to basically just skip breakfast. It's easier than you think it is, and it does a lot of good things for you internally, um, helping you with insulin resistance, um, becoming more fat adapted. You're teaching your body to burn fat instead of the uh, the carbs and the sugar that you're eating, things like that. So um, I'm back to that, and that feels really good. And um, I'm doing my strength workouts and you know like that's good for January if I can just be doing those things um, then we'll figure out February when we get there the other thing that I've uh, been it's been really helping me from uh, a productivity standpoint I've talked about it on um, another podcast called the Sunday Basket and um, that even if you don't buy the actual Sunday Basket the 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 method of it has been very helpful to me you can find all kinds of things about it online but basically you have a little a basket where as things come up during the week you just write them down like oh I, I'd like to buy another pair of linen pants let me put that in there oh we need to um, you know whatever but little things from Amazon um, you know then you walk in the house and go oh you know what we really need to replant some things um, for the landscaping in the front yard. Just make a note and put it in there. What you really need to, um, it was because of the Sunday basket, we finally um, were able to <laughs> do a, a living trust and a will. It's been on my list of things to do for like 15 years. I just kept seeing that every single week. Sometimes, you know, we also want to like visit a, a financial planner just to make sure, you know, that things are in, going in the right direction. And, um, I haven't made that call yet, but I, I take that little piece of paper that says financial planner and sort of, I throw it back in every week and like one day I'm going to get to it. Um, but it keeps it top of mind. So I don't hold anything, um, in my mind that I want to, um, do. I just, I write it down and throw it in there, sort through them on Sundays or Saturdays. Usually for me, I throw away a lot of them. Cause I'm just like, you know, that seemed like a good idea at the time not really interested now and um and then act on some realize that i do want to do this but not now for some so that's been been really good and one of the things that um that i threw in the sunday basket and we finally did over vacation was um i don't know what made me think of it but i thought i don't think we have enough smoke detectors in this house and our carbon monoxide detector died about a year ago we never replaced it so i did some research and we ended up (laughs) putting in six 
new smoke detectors. We only had one that's hardwired to our house, which is the only thing that you legally need to have for a house our age. Um, but I did some research. You need to have a smoke detector in the hallway outside of bedrooms, one in every bedroom, and one near the kitchen downstairs, carbon monoxide, one on each floor. So we went and bought a bunch of them. I ended up calling my brother, who is a firefighter, and said, I'm not exactly sure where to put those. So he kind of walked me through um, where to put, especially the carbon monoxide things, because he was like, you know, they're actually more important. I thought this was interesting. He said, I've seen carbon monoxide detectors save more lives than smoke detectors. So we've got one of those near our fireplace, and we've got... Um, Another one near our kitchen, which is because we have a, a gas stove. You want to put them near places that have gas, obviously. But um, so that felt really good, you know, just to like knock those little things off that you're kind of, I just had this niggling, you know, um, unease that, you know, I'm not sure we have done that correctly. So let's, let's fix that. So anyway, so those are the kind of things that I'm working on as we go into 2021, which we all have, you know, big hopes for. Not starting off so great, but um, we're, we're going to hold out hope that it's going to get better. Before I go, I do want to thank some people for reviews. Nancy H1211 left a review on Apple. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And then I got a wonderful email from Terry Ann t- telling me how she enjoys the the podcast as well. So I appreciate your reviews so much. Um, they do help other people find the find the podcast and, and bring it up in those kinds of searches. So thank you so much for that. I hope that 2021 is off to a good start for you. And I look forward to seeing you next time. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day on Instagram at Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day private Facebook group so that we can keep the conversation going. Have a wonderful day.